0: to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 30th of August 2015, entitled Biblical Fasting. And the Bible reading is taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. Here's Brother Gareth Green. It's great to be back and to see you all again. Um, today we're going to be in the book of Matthew and looking at the words of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6. Uh, I'm planning for today's sermon to be slightly shorter, um, so as long as you don't get distracted and, or lose any concentration, then I won't need to repeat anything, and uh, we'll get done in roughly 25 minutes, roughly. Uh, so we're going to be reading uh, three verses from Matthew chapter 6, uh, Matthew chapter 6 verses 16 to 18, and I invite you to stand on the reading of God's word. Matthew chapter six verse sixteen to eighteen. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fasts, anoint thine head and wash thy face, that thou may appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth that you have preserved in it. We thank you, Lord, for uh, these precious words of Jesus that we've just read. Um, Thank you, Lord, for um, what you have planned for us to meditate upon this morning. We pray, Lord, that you'd help us to uh, just digest this and just to um, meditate upon it. And uh, yeah, we just pray that you would have your will and your way among us, Lord. Thank you for each of us that are made it here this morning, and thank you Lord for um, yeah, all that you have planned. In Jesus' name, Amen. So um, as you can probably guess from what we've read, today's sermon is on the topic of fasting. In our reading this morning, the word translated fast uh, comes from the Greek word nestio. It means to uh, religiously abstain from food. The first recorded fast uh, that I can find in the Bible is Moses' 40-day fast in Exodus Exodus 34 and verse 28. Uh, The first command to fast in the Bible is found in Leviticus 16 and verse 29, and this is in connection with the Day of Atonement. Uh, In this passage, fasting is referred to as afflicting one's soul. Uh, The first direct use of the term fast in the Bible is in Judges, uh, chapter 20, and verse 26. Um, I haven't had time to check this over myself, but a man called Mark A. Copeland writes that there is more teaching in the New Testament on fasting than repentance and confession. Uh, Jesus taught more on fasting than on baptism and the Lord's Supper. And so clearly we can see here that fasting is a topic that the Bible has much to to say about. Uh, So what does it mean to fast? Well, a definition of fasting, according to uh, the Way of Life Encyclopedia, is this. Biblical fasting is the free will practice of abstaining from food and or the pleasantries of life for the purpose of devoting oneself to God and concentrating on spiritual goals. Uh, So let's also be clear what fasting is not. Uh, Fasting is not anorexia. Anorexia is a medical mental condition. Fasting is not a type of spiritual self-harm where someone puts themselves through pain in order to punish themselves for sin or gain leverage with God. Um, It is also not done for the purpose of losing weight. So I'll read that definition again. Biblical fasting is the free will practice of abstaining from food and the pleasantries of life for the purpose of devoting oneself to God and concentrating on spiritual goals. Um, so here are three fun facts about fasting. Um, fasting can be used to break down demonic strongholds. We find this in Matthew uh, chapter 17. 18 to 21. Uh, Fasting does not necessarily guarantee that one's prayers will be answered. We find this in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 12. Uh, And we should fast when new ministries are started. We find this in Acts 13 verse 2 and 3. So now that we're all on the same page, uh, let's look at what Jesus said about fasting. Uh, as we already said, our verses for today um, are the words of Jesus and part of the Sermon on the Mount. Um, at this time that Jesus was, uh, was talking, Jesus was talking into a culture and time where there was a number of fasts going on, uh, such as the, the yearly fast associated with the Day of Atonement, and also two weekly fasts that the Pharisees had created themselves. The Pharisees were misusing this spiritual exercise to get recognition from others that they were more spiritual uh, by making themselves look like they had been fasting for longer or that their fasting was more grievous. So let's reread uh, our passage today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face, that thou may appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Uh, This passage follows on from Jesus' teaching on prayer. Uh, The word, moreover, at the start of this passage, tells us that there is a link between fasting and prayer. In fact, the purpose of fasting is to spend time in prayer. Also, the words, when ye fast, suggest that Jesus was already expecting his listeners to know what fasting was and be practicing it. These words show us that those in the audience, or in other words, those who wanted to be taught by Jesus and follow Jesus, also fast. So do you want to be taught by Jesus? In Matthew chapter 9, verse 14 and 15, Jesus clearly states that his disciples will fast when he is gone. Let's turn there now. Let's read Matthew chapter 9, verse 14 and 15. Then came to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft, but thy disciples fast not? And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bride chamber mourn, as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then shall they fast. So, some people may say that uh, fasting was only something to be practiced in Old Testament times. Uh, We don't need to fast in the church age. Well, this verse that we have just read clearly shows that fasting should be practiced after Jesus returned to heaven. In other words, now, just like the Lord's Supper, Jesus did not say how often we should practice this activity, but he clearly told us that we should do it. So let's turn back to uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Uh, Jesus' next words in verse 16 are be not. Uh, Jesus is teaching here that there is a wrong way to practice fasting. I'll read that again. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward." So Jesus tells us that those who misuse the practice of fasting for the purpose of, rec- uh, of recognition from others have no heavenly reward. Their reward is recognition from others, something that only serves to fill someone up with pride. Verse 17 starts with two small words, but thou. Jesus wants his followers to be different. I can see what the hypocrites are doing, but you, I want you to be different. I don't want you to be a hypocrite. So how does Jesus want his followers to be different? Verse 17, but thou, when thou fasts. He didn't say, I want you to be different by not fasting. He said, I want you to fast, but in a different way. Verse 17 again. When thou fasts, anoint thine head, and wash thy face. Verse 18. That thou appear not unto men to fast. So we see the wrong way to fast is that you be seen by others to fast. The right way is to do it in secret. Uh, Jump back with me to Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. If you are truly fasting for the right reasons, then you will not care if no one knows that you are doing it. In verse 16 and 17, there seems to be three options when it comes to fasting. So option number one, do things to exaggerate that you are fasting and make it known to people. Number two, do things to hide that you are fasting. Or three, do neither, do nothing. Jesus doesn't seem to address the third option because it is almost the same as number one, option number one. Basically, if you don't do things to actively try and hide that you are fasting, like wash your face, um, maybe put some moisturizing cream on, uh, doing your hair nice and drinking water, people will probably notice. So in fact, there are two options. Purposely hide it or be seen by others. This thought also carries on into verse 18. Don't just avoid showing people that you're fasting, but actively seek to make it look like you are not fasting. In verse 18, we see an amazing promise that Jesus gives us about fasting. We are told that when we fast the proper way, as Jesus commanded, then thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. And so we see here that secret fasts uh, secret fasts result in reward. Furthermore, Jesus promises that these rewards will be public. So, what is this reward? Well, the word reward in verse 18 is similar to the word uh, translated reward in verse 16. Verse 16 means uh, payment for service or wages. Similarly, the word reward in verse 18 means payment, reward or give. Now, does reward mean that our prayers will be answered the way that we want them to be? Uh, Possibly. However, as we said earlier, fasting does not necessarily guarantee that one's prayers will be answered. As we can see in 2 Samuel chapter 12, King David prayed and fasted, but his petition was not answered in the way that he desired. We are not told exactly what this reward is, only that we will be rewarded, and that we will be rewarded openly. Remember again, this teaching on fasting comes straight after Christ taught on how to pray. The whole point of fasting is to to devote more time to prayer. Let's read Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 to 18 again. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, For they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fasts, anoint thine head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. So over these three verses that we've studied today, it is clear that Jesus did, not, uh, did condemn the manner in which the Pharisees were practicing fasting. Uh, he called them hypocrites. But it is interesting to note that Jesus did not condemn the regularity of the twice a week fast that the Pharisees were practicing. Um, does the idea of fasting scare you? Uh, some of you might think, what well, if I get hungry? I get tired. Um, My breath smells weird when I don't eat. (laughs) Um, I just don't think I'm built for that, really. Well, When I was on my uh, my internship here, um, just over a year ago now, uh, working with international students, I went on a training course that was held every Thursday. Uh, I used to spend my lunchtime with this one chap, and I started to notice that the only thing he would eat was the occasional mint. Eventually, I asked him why he never ate anything. Uh, And he told me that Thursday was his fast day. When I found out, I was both impressed and challenged. He never mentioned it to anyone. He didn't boast about it. He didn't complain about being hungry. And he even resisted the temptation to eat when others around him were eating. We will never be able to fast for 40 days like Jesus Moses and Elijah unless like them we train our bodies to fast possibly once a month once a week or twice a week and then moving on to two days at a time. I want us to return to verse 16. Verse 16 tells us that the Pharisees disfigured themselves to appear to men to fast. They fasted in public to get the recognition of men. This issue that Jesus addresses in our passage perfectly describes the biggest problem that Jesus had with the Pharisees. Their faith was all external. It was just a show. There was no real change in their hearts. This practice pointed to the deeper heart issue of pride and self-righteousness. They were not trusting in the coming Messiah to save them they were trusting in their own actions. Now, this same principle can be applied to any of our religious activities. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-three, twenty-seven, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within, full of dead men's bones, and of all uncleanness. God is concerned with the state of our hearts. Fasting is pointless unless you have a close relationship with God. In fact, any religious activity is pointless unless we have a close relationship with God. Look again at verse 18. Sorry, uh, that's chapter 6, verse 18. "'That thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father, which is in secret.' God can see all of our secret thoughts and actions. You are not hiding anything from God. If you are doing religious activities without a right heart towards God, then God already knows about it. You can't fool him. So why have you come to church here today? Is it just a religious exercise that you like to do? Um, Do you like to be seen by others as a regular church attendee? And do you use church as a social club? Or do you come to church to worship God and to sing praises to God? Do you come because you want to know him more deeply? Jesus condemned the religious activities of the Pharisees because they were not seeking God in their hearts. They were seeking the recognition of others. Are you like the Pharisees? Are you motivated by the approval, recognition, or attention of others? Or are you motivated by the thankfulness of what Christ has done for you? Are you motivated by the knowledge that Christ has saved you through no merit or achievement of your own? The only thing that separates you from that non-believing sinner that really got on your nerves this week is that God chose to forgive you. Not because you are better than anyone else, or less sinful, but for the glory of God. The gospel is such good news. Be thankful. Fast and pray to deepen your relationship with this gracious and merciful God that we serve. Again, we do not do religious things in order to be saved. We do religious things out of thankfulness, because we have been saved. And that is the difference between Christianity and every other religion. Everyone else says do this or do that in order to get favor from God, in order to become a good person. Then God will accept you when you're a good person. But Romans 5.8 says, but God commandeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us that's a verse that I always use to tell people the difference between Christianity and every other religion. And that's the gospel in a verse. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Not because we did anything to gain God's favor that he would choose to then send his son to die for us. But it's when we were sinners, when we had our backs turned to God, that Christ died for us. When God knew the worst thing that you would ever do, he still chose to go to that cross and take the punishment that you deserve upon himself. He didn't save a future, better, upgraded version of you. He saved sinful you, sinful me. Now, before we finish, uh, I just want to say that if you are sick or on complex medication or have an ongoing medical condition that requires you to eat, then I don't think God wants you to fast. Uh, as it may harm your health. So uh, if you're in that kind of situation, then seek your doctor's advice before fasting. Um, Do you remember what I said at the start, that definition uh, of fasting? Biblical fasting is the free will practice of abstaining from food and or the pleasantries of life for the purpose of devoting oneself to God and concentrating on spiritual goals. Biblical fasting is the free will practice of abstaining from food and all the pleasantries of life for the purpose of devoting oneself to God and concentrating on spiritual goals. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 16 to 18, Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast." Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fasts, anoint thine head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So, conclusion time. Here are the three things to remember from God's word today. Number one. Should Christians fast? Yes. Fasting should be a part of our Christian walk as we read in Matthew chapter 9, verse 14 and 15. How often? Well, there's no command. Just like the ordinance of the Lord's Supper, there's no command on how often to do it. So I guess it's up to you. Number two, examine your heart. Not just in terms of fasting, but with any uh, ministries or religious activities. Is your heart in the right place? What are your motives for doing these things? Do you want to be seen by others for doing these things? Or are you doing them out of thankfulness to God because you understand and love the gospel and you want to serve him? And finally, number three, how should I fast? Well, uh, if you're new to fasting, then possibly try to fast for just uh, one full 24-hour day. As soon as you wake up until the same time the following day. Um, it's not the best idea to decide to fast when you wake up that morning. Um, you may need to spend some time beforehand uh, planning. Uh, plan how you can appear not to fast to others. You know, comb your hair, drink water, wash your face um, regularly use this time to pray earnestly use your usual meal times to pray pray uh sorry plan out an hour or half an hour here and there uh, so that you can set the time aside that time aside to pray in secret Uh, perhaps plan out a prayer list uh, and pray through spiritual goals that you uh, your spiritual goals for the coming year and whenever you feel hungry or tempted to eat Use that as a reminder to spend time in prayer. Uh, We're all different, so pick and choose things that help you most focus on prayer, reading the word, and meditating on God. Remember, this is all about improving your relationship with God and devoting time to prayer. It's not about doing a certain thing. Whatever works best for you, um, yeah, try that. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for uh, the gift of prayer. We thank you, Lord, for um, the joy that we can have in uh, devoting our time to you, um, spending time with you. Lord God, I pray that you'd uh, examine our hearts. I pray, Lord, that, um, that you'd examine our motives and that you'd reveal those to us. Lord, if we're doing things um, because we, uh, yeah, because we want to be seen by others, because we want recognition, because we want to be seen as holy and uh, and righteous by others. Um, may you uh, correct us, Lord. May we do things out of a love for you and uh, a joy and a thankfulness, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord, for what you preserved in your words. Lord, help us to uh, memorize and understand it and um, uh, yeah, just be uh, closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.